Hello there, and welcome to the podcast. I am Pat Blackwell, your host, and today I have the great pleasure of talking with my friend Bryna Lieb, who was the nursery director at Temple Israel for many, many years, and has lots of experience dealing with families. Welcome, Bryna. Hi, Pat. I'm so excited you could be here today. You haven't been at Temple Israel for a long time, but tell me about when you were there. What was your role at Temple? I was a director of the Early Childhood Center. Our classes ranged from babies with moms and dads and care workers to uh, kindergarten children who then went on to either private or public schools. We had approximately 300 children per year. Big school, lots of kids. 14, 15, 16 classes, depending Mm -hmm. on the year and what was going on in the community. So you obviously were a Jewish early childhood center. Were all the kids who came there Jewish? No, no. We had many families who chose to participate in our programming. Um, Many of them had friends or extended family members who were Jewish, who wanted to learn more about the holidays, more about life cycle events. And they joined us uh, in our preschool. So as somebody who... I grew up not knowing anyone Jewish in my whole life. I didn't know anybody Jewish until I was 24, and I moved to Detroit, and then I got a job at Temple Israel, and I met all kinds of amazing, wonderful people, but I didn't understand any of these customs. And I am sure that you, as an educator, dealt with a lot of parents who didn't understand any of these customs either. So let's talk specifically about the holidays. We just finished Rosh Hashanah. We're ready for Yom Kippur. Tell us about... If I am a parent and I want to stay involved in my grandchildren's lives or my children's lives, what can I do with my grandkids for Rosh Hashanah? I'd like to back up a little. I think the first thing you need to do is when your children decide that they will marry, I think there needs to be a conversation with parents, with your children, obviously, about being involved in their lives It's a trip to the library. Obviously, you can go on Google and find lots of information about the holidays, about customs, about vocabulary. I think it's important that you understand the life cycle events. I totally agree. That you understand the need or the desire to have your children be a part of two worlds both the Jewish world and the Gentile world, if there's an interfaith marriage. And in doing so, the children become whole. So my feeling is that the holidays are very important to Jewish people, as, of course, they are to Gentile. So you're using this word Gentile. And when I grew up, I didn't know what that word meant. Christians. So anybody anybody who is not not Jewish Jewish is considered Gentile. Okay, got it. So did you grow up in a... Gentile neighborhood, or did you grow up in a Jewish neighborhood? No, I grew up in a small town, Owasso, Michigan. There were 15 Jewish families in the whole community. My mother was born there, um, and I grew up understanding that in my family, we were traditionally Jewish. We celebrated the holidays, we went to temple, um, we did all the life cycle events. However, my friends were not Jewish, so my parents felt that it was important that I understand and be a part of the community in which I lived in. So I learned early on that even though I didn't 
celebrate Christmas, I went to a friend's to decorate the tree. We made Christmas cookies. Getting back to the Jewish holidays, my parents always invited people in for Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the birthday of the world. It's the creation that God made the world in six days and he rested on the Sabbath. So my friends knew that on the Sabbath, I went to my grandparents who lived in the community. And often they came with us for a meal. So getting back to Rosh Hashanah, it is a time to celebrate the year and to wish one another a healthy, happy, and sweet new year. In doing so, often we dip apples in honey. When invited to a Jewish home for Rosh Hashanah, you will see that whether you've gone apple picking or bought the apples at a store, Rosh Hashanah is a time when we feel that a slicing an apple and dipping it in honey or having a traditional Jewish bread called a challah, an egg mm -hmm. bread, sure. is also dipped in honey. Um, it is a time to wish one another a very sweet and good new year. So awesome. in so terms of activities, mm -hmm. um, there's apple picking with your children. There's making Jewish New Year's cards with your children. There's baking Jewish bread. Jewish New Year's cards? Wait a minute. Because it's our new year. Mm -hmm. It's the beginning of the world. So in the we Christian celebrate. world, we send out tons and tons of Christmas cards. Do Jewish people send out Rosh Hashanah cards? They certainly do. They cool. do. And now, of course, they send out texts <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and cards emails. online. And email. Of course they do. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a time to connect with people and to wish them a happy new year and, and let it be a peaceful year, a safe new year. And I saw some craft projects online somewhere where you take an apple and you dip it in ink and you make your own card and those Rosh Hashanah cards with apples. Right. There's a ton of collage mm -hmm. kind of things you can do. Mm -hmm. You can take your children on a fall walk. All of this mm -hmm. is Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, and Simchat Torah. Mm -hmm. The four fall holidays. Well, now you got a whole bunch of words there we don't know. Okay. So, that all run into one mm -hmm. another. And the general theme mm -hmm. is um, the fall holidays. Mm -hmm. uh, the... Uh, so you said Rosh Hashanah, and Rosh Hashanah just passed, and now we're ready for Yom Kippur. What does Yom Kippur mean? It's a time to reflect upon your behavior toward yourself, mm -hmm. toward others, to possibly say I'm sorry to someone you've offended, mm -hmm. to uh, make amends and promise mm -hmm. to uh, be a better person. That Yom to be Kippur, more the, inclusive. The Day of Atonement. Yes. So we, most of us fast if we're mm -hmm. healthy and able. Uh, adults fast on that day. Okay. So um, we have a traditional meal at sundown mm -hmm. on the day of Yom Kippur that is called breakfast. So not breakfast, but breakfast. Exactly. So if I were lucky enough to be invited to a breakfast celebration at the end of Yom Kippur, what kind of things could I bring? You could bring a honey cake. You could bring Yum. certainly huh? cookies. You could bring um, 
apples if you've gone to the market or you've gone apple picking. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the things that we used to do with the kids is buy all kinds, or actually we went apple picking as a school. Mm-hmm. But if you go to the market, you buy all different colors of apples, all different mm-hmm. sizes of apples. You can um, make apple prints for apples. For cards, for Jewish New Year's cards, you can. um, So there's not a bunch of rules about I can't have this food, I can't have that food. Once you break the fast, you can have pretty much anything that they would have on a day-to-day basis. Often it's a dairy meal. I'm not sure how that started many years ago. I think because they felt it was lighter in the stomach, but I, but I really okay. am not sure about that. Um, but most often it's uh, bagels and lox, which lox is a smoked salmon, mm-hmm. uh, tuna, egg salad. Mm-hmm. We People bake kugel. Kugel is a noodle pudding, a baked dish with... Uh, sour cream and mm-hmm. cottage cheese. And if you want to make it sweet, you put in apples and you put in raisins. Um, the noodle kugel is uh, traditional for breakfast. So almost like a brunch. Very much like oh. a brunch. Very okay. much like a brunch. Lots of goodies for dessert, always fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said that most adults fast for Yom Kippur. Do kids fast? Once they've reached the year of bar mitzvah, mm-hmm. they Which if are, you've been listening to this podcast, you know that girls that can get 13. bat mitzvah at 12 and boys get bar mitzvah at 13. And so once they're adults in the Jewish world, then they fast. Yes, yes. But kids don't. And in today's world, mm-hmm. I find that fewer and fewer people are actually fasting, <laughs> which is... Kind of disappointing because I'm old world. Sure, but um, as a grandparent taking care of my grandkids, I don't need to worry that they would have to fast. Correct, correct. And so maybe it would be really awesome if I would take don't. my grandkids on Yom Kippur because then their parents can fast and not be tempted by the kids' food. Right. So we're, that would be a wonderful and, thing. And to. we're talking about mm-hmm. going for a walk. We're talking mm-hmm. about collecting fall leaves. We're talking mm-hmm. about... Um, going to the zoo. Hmm? We're talking about doing all kinds of little arts and crafts projects that would keep hmm? them busy that day while the parents are in the synagogue uh, praying. Um, there are always children's services at any temple or synagogue mm-hmm. that you may or may not wish to be invited or, or participate in. Mm-hmm. Participate in. Sure. But they're very welcoming, generally speaking, mm-hmm. I would think. Um, and I feel that um, it, mm-hmm. it, to be inclusive is what's involved in making children whole. So my, what I think I'm hearing from you overall is don't be afraid to ask to be included in those things. Just because you're Gentile, you're not Jewish, doesn't mean you can't be part of their Rosh Hashanah, you can't be part of their Yom Kippur. You absolutely can. You can and you Mm -hmm. should. Mm -hmm. Hooray, hooray. Thank you. Okay, you've said another holiday, Simchat Torah and Sukkot. They're coming right up. Okay, uh, first of all, Sukkot. Sukkot is the fall harvest. Mm -hmm. Here again, it's like the Jewish Thanksgiving, if you will. It is a time when our ancestors went out into the fields and harvest the fall fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. They built what is called a sukkah. And I got a whole podcast on a sukkah. Okay. And so pumpkin picking. 
Some families do make a sukkah and put it mm-hmm. in their backyard. Many in today's world don't, but it's a lovely, lovely thing to do and have your meals outside. Um, we decorate it, and this is something grandparents can do, by collecting corn stalks and um, gourds, pumpkins, um, bales of apples, straw. bales of straw, anything that is fall in the way mm-hmm. of harvest. And then all those things can be cooked. We mm-hmm. we go pumpkin picking. We don't make them into jack-o'-lanterns as in Halloween, mm-hmm. but we decorate our sukkah or possibly use them for baking. So Halloween is not a Jewish holiday. No, but it's an that, All Saints Day. Right. So Halloween is All Saints, and that's a Christian holiday. So right. Jewish people typically don't celebrate Halloween. No. But just like you're going to participate in somebody's Christmas decorating tree, you might go participate with somebody for Halloween. But you have your own holiday in the spring that is your version of Halloween, kind of. Generally, we we get dressed up, and have a great time during Purim. And that's in the spring. Well, it's usually around February, Hmm? in February. And um, it is a time when we celebrate the courage to be who we are and to um, understand that there are always people out there that are anxious to harm you. And... um, it's good over evil kind of thing, and yeah. in that the queen uh, it's, found it's out fun who and, the, yeah, yeah. Yep. and fun. we decorate and mm-hmm. as characters of that mm-hmm. holiday, the king, the queen, Haman was the villain. All right, let's get back to the holiday we skipped. We skipped right over Hanukkah, and, ha- and I think Hanukkah is the mm-hmm. most important for Gentile families to really be involved in mm-hmm. because they don't understand that it isn't the Jewish Christmas. Mm-hmm. It is different. It okay. is unique unto itself. Hanukkah is a celebration of religious freedom. And again, basically good over evil, and we survived, and we, uh, we decorate a menorah, which is an uh, eight-branch candelabra, mm-hmm with a helper candle in addition. Mm-hmm. So there's nine places for candles. And we light a candle each night. It's eight days because we uh, were able to, um, uh, how would I want to Yeah, doesn't we matter. Able to it's go, eight days. Yes, we were and, able to go into the temple of years ago. Matter. Yeah, and the oil lasted eight days. Yeah. So let's talk about for Hanukkah. Christmas. Do you give okay. gifts for Hanukkah? Yes. Yes. Okay. They don't have to necessarily be expensive gifts. Mm-hmm. You don't have to necessarily give eight nights of gifts. I know that when my children were young, we did themes. Mm-hmm. One night was music. One night was books. One night was clothes. One night, you know, mm-hmm. different themes each night. And they could be just a small little paperback 295 book mm-hmm. on book night, or it could be, you know, a winter jacket on the night of clothes. It, it doesn't matter so much the gifts as it matters being together 
um, mm-hmm. making potato latkes, which are the traditional food for Hanukkah, and they and are fried pancakes and, stuff. and mm-hmm. donuts and just celebrating. Mm-hmm. So if... If grandparents want to participate in Hanukkah, there's so many things that they can do. Again, there's all kinds of decorations that you can make for Hanukkah for the house. There are... um, So it's not about putting up blue lights on your Christmas tree. No, Jewish families do not have a Christmas tree. It is wonderful to go to someone else's home to decorate the Christmas tree. Because that's their holiday. It is not Mm -hmm. our holiday. Um, But we have Hanukkah decorations of all kinds. Uh, If you look at any Google or library book, it will give you a whole list of darling things that you can make with your children. There's always, there's the dreidel, which is a little Mm -hmm. top that you play games with. I think that with every Jewish holiday, there's a significant food involved. Oh, I know it. I've joked many times on this podcast. The theme of every Jewish holiday is they tried to kill us. We survived. Let's eat. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So what's the food for Hanukkah? It's potato pancakes. Latkes. Latkes. Okay. Um, And some people today bake them because they don't want to eat fried foods. The truth of the matter is a little oil in the pan and frying them and doing it once a year is not only fun but delicious. It's They're (laughs) served with applesauce or sour cream. Mm -hmm. Going back to the fall holidays, one of the great things that I've always done with my grandchildren is make applesauce, uh, Mm -hmm. apple cobblers, you know, so many things go from one holiday to the next and are traditional. But Hanukkah's donuts, jelly donuts, okay. filled donuts, um, and latkes. And just a good time for eight days. Just a really good time. But it doesn't have to be competitive. And, it, and people don't have to worry, oh, my gosh, how can I afford that? It's not truly about the gifts. A token is lovely, and it's fun to just be invited over or invite the children to your house. Terrific. Okay, so now it's spring and we have Passover. I know that's one of the more complicated holidays because people who don't celebrate Passover don't have any idea what leavened bread means. So can you? Okay, but going back, Passover Seder, the Seder is order, the Seder is the meal. Mm hmm. So all of these um, Jewish holidays start the night before at and sundown. It is and is what and was that night. Okay. the Paschal Supper. Mm-hmm. So if they know what a Paschal Supper is in the Catholic faith, mm-hmm. it is similar to that. Um, Passover is a time of exodus from Egypt when we were slaves, and now we're free. Mm-hmm. Um, it is returning to... Um, our homeland. So what can you do with your kids, your grandkids for Passover? Well, first of all, you can participate in making the Seder plate. You understand mm-hmm. by reading mm-hmm. what are the items that are on the Seder plate. Again, okay. there seems to be a general theme. I talk most of apples here, but there's mm-hmm. apples and nuts and wine, which is called chorosit. And Did it you is hear that guttural chorosit? I yes. can't do and that, but you got it. It is a sweet <laughs> Um, mixture 
mm-hmm. of delicious uh, foods that are put on matzah mm-hmm. during the What's Seder. matzah? Matzah is the unleavened bread. Um, so unleavened Jewish means it doesn't people, rise, right? Right. When the Jewish okay. people were fleeing mm-hmm. uh, Egypt, uh, the Pharaoh said they could go. They ran out of the city with uh, dough, basically, mm-hmm. uh, flour, dough, um, on their backs. Mm-hmm. And it did not have time to rise. Mm-hmm. So the, the bread did not have time to rise. It became unleavened, and it became matzah. So for Passover, the kinds of things you do with your kids are the we same don't kind eat of bread. things. So that, I would not offer mm-hmm. my, my Jewish mm-hmm. children a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Or a bagel. <laughs> or a bagel. Because right. I would mm-hmm. offer matzah. Or a pizza. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or I would offer matzah right. with peanut butter on it. Delish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so foods that are very common during Passover are lots and lots of eggs. Yes. Um, one right. of the things you could bring to a Seder, if they uh, agree, whoever's hosting the Seder, you could bring hard-boiled eggs. It's part of the mm-hmm. Seder. Um, it's a symbol of reborn spring. Mm-hmm. Um, there's parsley. There's bitter herbs for the tears that were shed. Um, the Seder plate has all these items on it, and you can replicate them with arts and crafts projects. You can make a a wine cup because we drink lots of wine for Passover. And uh, we welcome strangers into our home. Anyone who has nowhere to go, we hope will be included. Um, The overriding thing I'm hearing from you is don't be afraid of Jewish holidays. Don't be afraid to get involved. Don't be afraid to learn about them. It's not some... Big dark secret. Oh, heavens it's no. something that is Very. absolutely important that you get involved in. If you want to be involved in your grandkids' lives and your children's lives, then holidays are part of that, and you should work to understand what those holidays are and be included in them. And so, as a listener to this podcast, clearly you're aware of all of that stuff already, and we thank you for listening. But I'm just so Grateful for you for coming on today, Bryna, and talking about all these wonderful ways that we can get our families to be a cohesive unit. It's not about us and them. It's about this family and what's best for these kids and how to make everyone a cohesive unit. And that's what I focus on. Yep. And that's a wonderful attitude. And that goes for anyone, anywhere. So... Do you have any one piece of advice you'd like to give for some interfaith grandparent who would like to get involved in their Jewish grandchildren's lives? Just be open, open to new ideas, open to participating, opening uh, your heart and your mind to activities that may seem foreign to you. But if you think about it, it's all about family. It's And every holiday centers around a meal. Mm-hmm. There are always th- both art projects and cooking activities that can be done that are inclusive of everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's important to want to be involved. Couldn't have said it better. You are terrific, and I so appreciate your being on the podcast. This was Bryna Lieb, the former Early Childhood Education Center at Temple Israel in West Bloomfield, Michigan. And tune in next week, and we'll talk about some more holidays. 
Thank you so much.